What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, I don't know, recap of what this is going to be. Uh, we've been going through our archives of episodes and have found some ones that are just really good, like really helpful. And I don't want you to miss out on the information that a lot of these come from. So we are releasing every week an episode from the archives, and this is one of them. So I hope you like it. Hey guys, Megan here. Welcome to Stop Sucking Your Business. This interview, I love. I love because we're gonna tackle one of the most terrifying subjects that many of us have, um, and that is money. Talking about getting over a fear of money, and I'm brought on Tangi Seals, who is a money mindset coach, to talk about her journey from getting into $33,000 worth of debt and paying that off in 18 months. And I, it's just such a fascinating interview. And I love how she talks about just having to switch her relationship with money and the doors that opened up after that for not only for her personal life, but for her business as well. And now she is a real estate mogul, if, I, if she'll let me say that. She is a money coach. She has people come to her about money and just like imagine the transition that had to be in her mind to be $33,000 in debt, scarcity mindset, afraid to spend money, and now just having the world come to her to learn how she got out of that. I love it. I love her. She is just charming and wonderful, and I hope we can be best friends after this. But here is my interview with Tangi Seals all about learning to love money. Tangi, thank you so much for being on Stop Sucking a Business. This is so exciting. I'm excited to be here. So I love, you know, you and I originally started talking on Instagram and I found your story so incredibly amazing. And I'd love to talk about your journey from 30,000 plus in debt into becoming a money mentor. That is just super fascinating. Would you mind going through it with us? Sure, sure. 
Um, so I, when I, like a lot of people, I graduated college and had a ton of debt that was staring me in the face. You know, all of that, that college happiness, I'm so smart, all of that goes away. And then you find yourself staring at debt. And I remember feeling paralyzed and completely hopeless with it, but knowing that I didn't want to be a person who was living a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And so I just consumed every personal finance resource that I could to learn how to you know, tackle, tackle this problem and become debt free and start building wealth for myself. And not just for myself, I also think it's important for us, especially women, to try to build generational wealth. And so I once I embarked on that path, I learned a lot of different tools. I learned a lot of different information. And then I found myself sharing a lot of that information with friends and with family members and, you know, with my sisters. And, um, you know, I have nieces and people kind of who are younger than me. And I found myself just sharing that information. And um, and I was like, well, why don't I share this information with everybody? Spread it to the masses. And so that's kind of how I made that shift. You know, I had my own experiences with being in debt to also being having a, a very positive and very healthy net worth. And I just want to see other people do the same thing. I really want to see other people do those things. And especially women, I want to see women, you know, elevate themselves financially. That's beautiful. So when did you decide that this was going to be like the full-time pursuit for you? Were you working elsewhere while you started to build this or like what was your transition into this full-time position? Yes. Yes. So I was, I was working and also doing kind of slowly building, not honestly, not knowing what I was creating. I should say mm -hmm. that. I should say that. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. You know, you have this passion, you have this, this thing that you want to do, or you have this information that you want to share with the world and you, you start kind of doing it informally, um, through maybe Instagram stories that I'd share about investing and someone would reply and ask me a question. And I find myself giving them my two cents, um, no pun intended, <laughs> giving them my <laughs> two cents um, or giving them, you know, my, my advice on, on the matter. And then I just found myself playing like, Oh my gosh, this is so fun. This is so great. And then I decided to start a blog and just talk and just, just, just talk and put it out there. And that was kind of the first step of me, um, just really using writing as an outlet to talk about my story and to kind of just share my thoughts on money and wealth creation. And then I was, I was kind of accidentally unintentionally stumbling <laughs> into, into building something because I didn't have um, a goal necessarily to, to share this information more formally. I just thought, you know, Hey, I'll write about it. And mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, people People are actually asking me questions. People seem to enjoy what I'm saying. People seem to want to know more. People seem to want, you know, more in-depth information. And then that's when I decided that I would kind of, you know, take things to the next level and have something to offer to people. Mm -hmm. That I love that. And I love that it became this organic flow of, I love doing this. Now I can start doing it professionally. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of... There's so many entrepreneurs that I meet who, you know, it just starts as something that's our passion. It starts as something that's that's hobby ish. And we are accidentally creating a business out of it. Does that, does that kind of make sense? I've, I have friends yeah. who, who do that, who've like who accidentally. For example, I have a friend who's a photographer and she, she actually takes a lot of my pictures. And, you know, she was working and she's just like. 
I like to take pictures. I like to take pictures of people. And then she just learned more about cameras. And now, she, now she's at the point where she has a big fancy camera and equipment and lots of clients. But it just started because she just, I, she was a girl with a camera and she liked to take pictures. And people were like, I want my picture taken. So, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, do you want to give me some money for it? And you know, it's just like, it, it slowly progressed. And now she has a photography business and, you know, again, lots of clients and, and, and now she's kind of taken the next step into doing more media and like filming and video things. And, um, I've seen, I've just, I've seen lots of women just kind of slowly and accidentally women and men accidentally mm -hmm. form a business and you're like oh this is a thing like i can i can work with this i can make money off of this and i can do this full time mm -hmm. that's i love that and especially for a market that's saturated like photography to still be like i am this passionate that i'm not going to let that scare me and this mm -hmm. is going to be my business my goal my everything right and i think that is important i i still deal with like these feelings of, well, should I, should I even mm. bother? I'm, I'm always like, well, there are a lot of people talking about money. People have been talking about money since it was a thing. Like, <laughs> do, do, why should I write about money? Why should I talk about money? Do we need to have another voice about money? Um, and you're right. Photography is actually a really good example because it is a market where you feel like it's, it's so oversaturated. And I know there's some people who think, well, I like taking pictures, but you know, iPhone, people take pictures now with their iPhones. Is it even worth me starting my own photography business? And it's like, hell yeah, people like me can't take a damn good picture on a phone. And I am, I will happily give you money <laughs> to take my picture and make me look good in it. And so, yeah, I think that we still, um, I do and probably you sometimes, you know, we still feel these feelings of like, oh my gosh, so many people do this. So many people have podcasts. Should I start my own podcast? Right. And it's like, why not? There are 8 billion people in the world, guys. Do it. There's someone out there who's mm -hmm. going to read your content. There's someone out there who's going to listen to your podcast or watch your YouTube video or buy your product. There are a ton of people out there and you don't want to miss out on an opportunity because you feel like the space is too competitive. Right. Absolutely. I saw this great meme that was uh, someone's tweet. It said something like there's a YouTube video about how to open a zip file and it has 40,000 views. So like, so girl, go write your blog post because someone is going to be, someone needs it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're putting content out there, I think that helps people. I think if you kind of have a, a, a helpful approach with whatever you're doing, um, even if it is like you, um, for example, like right now, it's a, a, a business that's a product based business idea that's really popular is selling masks on, on Etsy. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people are selling masks on Etsy right now. A ton of people are selling masks on Etsy right now. And I bought masks from different, um, I always try to buy from a different business because I like to try to support small businesses. And it's, it's funny because some of them all go to like the 10th page. Um, you know, I'm like, I want to find somebody who's like way at the back who may not have as many sales. And I'll still go to their shop and it's like, this person has made 10,000 sales this month. You know, it's like, yeah, everybody's on Etsy selling masks right now, but that, that doesn't mean that you can't be either. People right. need them. You know, you're doing something with the intention of providing people with a product that they need, right? That's helping somebody. And yeah, you should go ahead and do it. And, and, and you should be happy to accept that money in return. So yeah, just because someone's already doing it, I, to me, I take it as a good sign. Well, hey, if people are doing it, that means people want to consume whatever product or service or that content is. You know, there's already a market for it. So why not you? I, I want to talk about something you just said, which was so brilliant of like, um, accepting the money 
and accepting the money for your work. I think that, you know, as women, but many entrepreneurs, we're afraid to ask for the sale. And I, I think it becomes almost like we're afraid of money because we're afraid that either we don't have the value to exchange or it's rude or something like that. So can you talk about just how you, uh, how you change your mindset into wanting to accept money? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a sensitive seller like that. That for me is uncomfortable. Even the idea of sales, to be honest, sometimes I can hear the word sales or sales call or sales page. And it still makes me like, Oh, stop saying that because we have this, sales and selling has gotten like a, a yucky reputation because there are some people who are yucky salespeople. And so now we just associate those words with those yucky, yucky salespeople. Just because you're selling and just because you're asking for money does not mean that you're, um, you know, that, that stereotypical idea that we have of some sleazy person who's not giving you something of value, but still wanting to take your money. I think that's where that that kind of stereotype comes from it's like okay this person is trying to you know screw me over and they they're looking out for themselves and and i it's like it's it's like a zero sum like they it's in order for them to win i have to lose and i think whenever we get rid of those stereotypical like ideas of what sales is and what selling is and like i am giving you something that's helping you and you're giving me money, which is helping me. And now we have this very fair, very even exchange. So it's okay. So I think that you just have to remind yourself that what you're giving away is something that's valuable. What you're giving away is something that is, it's useful and it's helpful and they will go on and be able to improve their lives or whatever situation they're in because of what you're giving them. And so you need to take the money. You need to sell that to them. Because it has to be an even exchange, you know, I think it's just, it's almost kind of like a, like an energy flow. You know, if, if you're just constantly giving and giving and giving and no energy is being returned back to you, eventually you will be depleted. So I know this is kind of very like woo woo and fluffy and out there, but I think it's, it's necessary. I don't think that you can just always give, give, give. There has to be something that's flowing in. Um, even if you think of like, for example, like nonprofits and, and NGOs, right? Um, those organizations tend to be giving money away a lot, but they're also receiving money in the forms of, you know, grants and donations and things like that. So you, as long as you're doing things with the intention of helping people, be happy, be happy to take that money in. And keep in mind too, guys, a lot of people are happy to give, give money. I enjoy giving money to whether it's for a, a good cause or whether it's for I'm going to get this amazing product, I enjoy paying for things that I know are of quality. I enjoy buying, you know, if I'm going to pick up takeout and it's from a delicious restaurant I had. Um, I went to this really good Mexican restaurant um, last, last weekend and it was delicious. And it was pricier, but I was happy to pay that tab. I was happy to tip. I was so happy because I knew what I was getting was delicious. I was getting really great food. So they were giving me something valuable and of quality, and I was happy to give them the money. Now, if it was going to be crappy food that was going to make me have to go crap or whatever, <laughs> then, then, no, I mean, I probably would feel like, oh, like, I would feel like it would be a, that, that, that traditional salesy thing. Well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to lose, but you're going to get money out of it. 
And then, you know, there would be this weird um, energy and this weird feeling about it. But if you know that what you're doing is quality and that it is a value, give it and take the money. And it's okay. It's okay. People are happy to pay for quality, valuable products and services. And I, that's so beautiful and such a perfect way to put, you know, like my husband's, um, birthday was last week and so we we can't go out to restaurants yet but we had amazing indian takeout and it's it was super expensive but it was so like the experience was worth it and the it it had so much value in our lives that it makes sense we would invest in it you know mm-hmm. exactly like it, it made you feel good Right. The food was good. It made you feel good. That's how I was when the restaurant that I went to, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Like it it was, it was so good. I had to stop myself because I was like, my stomach's going to hurt. And I was already like, I I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, when can we go here again? Like as I'm eating, I'm already planning the next meal. Like, you know, it it was, it was that good. And we both enjoyed it. So we got to have a very pleasurable experience, the two of us over a delicious meal. Mm -hmm. That's an experience that we're willing to pay for again. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think it's, if, it, and you also can't, you also can't like doubt the value of what you're putting out there. Um, mm. I think sometimes that comes from the fact that we, we, we just feel like, like everyone doesn't need it. Like, for example, I know there are a lot of people out there talking about money and providing resources on money. And so sometimes I'm like, well, well, what I have to say, it's, it's probably out there in some way, shape, or form. People can go do different bits of research and maybe piece together what I'm thinking. And, you know, sometimes I kind of start to psych myself out that way. And it's like, you can still share that too. You know, you can still share it too. Maybe people don't want to go to this place and that place, and maybe they don't know what to search on Google or um, on some search engine to find those bits, and, uh, bits of information. So I'm here, let me put it together and provide it to you in this one resource and give it to you. And there you have it. Some people are happy about that. I know with me, whenever I need some sort of like, let's say it's like tech, I'm not that tech savvy, which is why I'm dating an engineer. He's great. Um, (laughs) But when I have to do something like tech wise, I'm like, I don't want to go look it up. I don't even want to read instructions. I just, I want someone to explain it like in in a video. So you might say, well, I want to start a YouTube channel on how to um, create cool, video settings on your camera or something. I don't know. And you're like, well, you can read an instruction manual (laughs) or there are a million blogs out there about that. And it's like, well, if you're me, I don't, this instruction manual doesn't make sense. I don't want to read like reading is a blog is not going to give me the instructions that I need to operate my camera. Well, I, I, that I can't digest that kind of information just through reading. So no, I do want you to start your YouTube channel giving tech tips and media tips on how to operate a camera because that's going to help me digest that information. So I think sometimes we feel like, oh, but the information is out there anyway. Why should I package it and put it out there? Why should I package it and sell it? You should because some people want it in that package that you're giving it in. Some people don't want to go out there and do the work and piece it together. And I've gotten to the point just in my life and in my business that I'm that way. I definitely was the person before who was like, nope, I don't want to buy anything. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I can figure it out myself. And I think a lot of us used to be that way. And Mm -hmm. so whenever we're thinking of selling our product or service, that's how we're viewing people of like, why would they want to buy this thing when they can just go get it for free? Or even if you give something free, like you're a blog or a YouTube, well, again, there are other places where they can go see it. Why, why, why do I want to do my own thing? Um, but again, like how we are now, like we're, we're happy to, to pay for help. 
we're happy to pay for a product or service that's great for us. So keep in mind that there are, yeah, there are the people who maybe where you are in the beginning where you, you don't want to spend money and you want to do it all yourself. And then there are plenty of people who are also in the space where they do want to spend money for that help or for that resource or just because there are other photography YouTube channels out there doesn't mean that they won't find yours and find yours helpful. So um, I think that we we tend to sometimes get in our own heads and psych our own selves out um, because it's scary. It's it's so scary. Even when you're doing it, it's scary. I'm scared talking to you on this podcast. I'm scared of this right now. Um, you know, I'm scared of like whenever this goes live, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, it's I did it. Like what, what in the heck? It, it's 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 full of discomfort. And for me, that was something that had me starting and stopping a lot in the beginning because I'm like, oh my god, this is just, this is just so like. I'm freaking out and not even really knowing what I was freaking out about, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. And then once I just got okay with that feeling, I was like, okay, well, this, this is just how this feels for me. At least this is how it feels. And every time I do something, it's okay. It's okay. That's so it, There's so much I want to digest in that because you're so right on so many different things, but you know, people saying like, oh, uh, you're afraid that someone will say like, I could do this myself. I ran a soap and skincare company and I would go to street fairs or craft shows, or whatever. And there would be people like, I can make that lip balm. And like, but they don't and they won't. So it's, yeah, people could do it, but they won't. And a, another example, I, uh, <laughs> my first website I built when I was 16, you know, like I was wow. a total nerd for websites, CSS, like all of that fun stuff. But, I still pay someone to do all of my website updates because it's, yes, I could do it, but I need to work on other things. Mm -hmm. I need like my time. It costs me less money in the sense of what my hourly rate is. It costs me less to have someone else do it faster than me doing it longer or like having to Google this and trying to, you know, get my old expertise updated like it's just way easier and cheaper to pay someone else to do that which is my segue into how do we get comfortable investing in our businesses oh man and you're talking i I love (laughs) i love that we're talking about this because i'm just now making that shift yeah um probably like end of last year is i mean that's where I started to say like, okay, look, enough is enough. Like I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of not getting the things done that truly need to get done. The things that only I can do because I'm worried about, because like, okay, for instance, I had to do, what was wrong? Something happened. Something weird was going on. I I use WordPress for my website and something weird was going on and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like trying to fix it. And I spent like two days just researching and reading and trying. And I'm like, this is stupid. And so I went and like you did, I I found someone. I was like, Hey, this is the problem that I have with my WordPress. Here's my information. Here's my login. Can you please just please go fix it. Mm -hmm. Your payment, go fix it. And like within a few hours, he's like, okay, yeah, it's done. And everything was fine. And I was like, thank (sighs) you. Because it would have taken me like a month to, I don't, whatever. I don't know what he, I don't even know what he did in the back end. All I know is the, the site was working and I was happy. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I can't keep 
spending, I can't keep staying up until 3 a.m. working on something techie in the back end. That's not my area of expertise. I'm not that great at it. It takes me way too long. And I, I had way too many like sleepless nights and then deadlines that I set for myself in terms of getting different projects done. I kept seeing that I was pushing them back and pushing them back and pushing them back because I was so stuck on trying to fix this one issue that just was not, I was not meant to fix. It's, it's not what I do. And after just being tired of being tired, <laughs> after being tired of being exhausted and not having just energy, anytime I gave myself a, an off day, so to speak, um, not wanting to hang out with my family or go, you know, pre pandemic, go out to dinner with my family or go do different activities with them. And, then quality of life took a hit and I am someone who is all about quality of life and happiness. Like if something is not serving me and if it's not making me happy, it has got to go. And then that's when I finally said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start investing in the help that I need for my business because it helps my business run um, more efficiently. It gives me my time back so that I can spend my time doing the things that only I can do. And like you said, it's actually costing me if I'm pushing if I'm pushing things back and pushing deadlines back it's costing me money to try to go and fix this issue that I'm never going to be able to fix so it is better off for me it it is better for me financially to go ahead and just pay for them want to do this so that I can stay on track to do the things that I need to do so yeah it was finally after just not having time to spend with friends and family and do the things that I enjoy and after not getting enough sleep for a few months and I was just like okay like screw this I'm over it let me pay for the help that I need in my business and and I get it I know some people even once you start paying for help that you need it still is kind of like Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to spend money. As someone who's like, I, I love money and I'm super frugal, so I, I try to do things first if I can. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, cook, I try to cook first and it doesn't taste good, so I go out to the really fancy, delicious Mexican restaurant and buy <laughs> something. Um, but so I am doing um, something, like I was trying to set up sales funnels, so a lot of business owners um, and entrepreneurs can relate to setting up funnels and establishing that. And I found myself doing, again, a ton of research and trying to figure out all of this tech stuff. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I'm spending more, all the time I've spent researching, like I could have just had some software and created the damn funnel in a day. Right. I know. Rather than like the month that I spent doing research. And so um, I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and pay. Let me go ahead and pay for software and for a resource that's going to help me create funnels. And I don't have to worry about the tech stuff. I just have to type. I just need to type and upload some, some images and then it's done. And so, yeah, I think once, once you find that you're not able to do the things that you enjoy anymore, once you find that you're not able to actually um, create in your business the way that like you want and the way that you need to and, and on the schedule that you have set for yourself and then it's time to to outsource and especially if you have in like revenue coming into your business it's okay to 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 spend i think sometimes once we go from not making any money and then we're like whoa i'm making money in my business and you're just like i just want to hold it all and keep it <laughs> i don't want to spend any of it and, and i'm like it's okay it's okay and i do just kind of energetically, I think, I think money needs to move. I think money needs to change hands. Mm -hmm. and I think that you need to be okay with and, and, and happy to spend money again on something that's quality um, to, to push that money back out there. Because I do think that still it'll, it'll come back to you in spades if you're willing to do that. I completely agree. And it, it, it's so funny that I was in that mindset too of like, I, I don't have money to spend. Like I, I cannot 
physically spend money. But then it was like, it, it, I switched my mindset into, it's not, I can't, it's how am I going to earn this? And what I did was I realized that uh, my web developer's name is Govinda. I was like, if Govinda is doing this, I don't have to worry about that. The time that I spend now can be on making products or interviewing people or, you know, like generating ways to grow my business. And I'm not down in the trenches anymore. And so how, like, how do I find this money? I find this money by creating products and that's how I spend that time, you know? So that's, Mm -hmm. but I agree. It's not an easy mindset to get into, especially when, if you're a, a person who thinks like, I only have a certain amount of money and like, you're not thinking like, you know, there are infinite ways to get this money happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. I, I think it's, um, and another thing that at least for me, that was happening. Um, I thought at some point making those types of decisions should become comfortable. Like in my entrepreneurship journey, I was always looking for comfort and I wanted everything to just feel right. And I wanted everything to feel okay. And like I said, I just had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Everything to me feels scary. Everything feels uncertain. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like constantly, like I'm just like flailing and just, and just hoping that, that I'm not going to fall and stumble. And yeah, so every time I have to decide to spend, you know, a few hundred or even a few thousand dollars on some, on a resource, it doesn't feel good. I'm not like, yes, I'm going to spend $2,000 today. This is just great. Like it's not enjoyable, but I just know it needs to be done. That's the dance American express is doing, not the one that you're doing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And so I think some people or at least entrepreneurs that I've spoken to and just kind of gotten a feel for how they feel, you know, with their business or with starting their business or being in those early stages of their business. I think a lot of times they can relate to of like, but I just want it wanted to feel comfortable. Like if, if it was comfortable, I'd do it. If it was comfortable, I'd start the business. If it was comfortable, I'd start the, the blog or the YouTube channel. If it was comfortable, I'd spend money on the help. It's not going to be comfortable. It's so new to you. If it's, it'll probably be comfortable 20 years down the line. And I, honestly, who knows if that's even the case? I mean, you have people like, um, I don't know, like who are really successful in their space, people like Beyonce, who I've heard many interviews with her where she talks about how nervous she gets to be on stage. And she's been like singing since she was like 10. And she's 40. This, like, she's, she's like, she's been doing this her entire life. And she's like, I still get nervous on stage. I still get stage fright. She goes out there and does it anyway, and we can't tell. Um, so it, it's, it's okay if it's not comfortable for you, but you have to be willing to step into that discomfort and power through it anyway. And then in the minute you do, in the minute that you stay consistent with it, I think that's the biggest thing is just stay consistent because you may not see the results that you want right away. Kind of like investing. <laughs> so I tell people with money, it's kind of like investing. You're going to do this thing and you're not going to see any returns for like three years, um, <laughs> maybe. And um, But yeah, with your business, you may have to, you may start that blog and no one may read it for the first six months. Mm-hmm. And then finally it picks up. And so, you know, be okay with feeling a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning. And then just know that as long as you are being consistent and persistent with your journey, that you'll eventually get to where you want to be. I think that most people fail because they stop. 
They let right. the, the, the fear become so paralyzing that they, they freeze in their tracks. They go right back to whatever's comfortable for them. And then they always wonder, what if? What if I had continued on with my um, business idea? What if I'd continued on doing that thing that my heart desired? And now I'm back doing this, this safe thing, this, this comfortable thing, but I'm not as fulfilled and not as happy as I am if I had probably you know, finished, finished my goal and kind of saw that dream through. Well, let's talk about a little bit investing in something intangible. So, you know, we're talking about um, freeing up our time and things like that. But one of the things that I have noticed and that I've struggled with, too, is investing in like coaching or masterminds or, you know, like things that aren't exactly tangible A, B, C, D, E, F, G goals, but like, how do you recommend people get more comfortable with doing things like that? And in a way that is, um, I, I was going to say, like, in a way that they're not scared of, like, I'm just throwing money away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have had those feelings before. And I am someone who has been coached a few times. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think it's... I, I think that whenever you're trying to elevate and get to any any level whether it's like um maybe you want to lose 20 pounds i don't know and get like a six pack or or something right if you're like okay well i am you know i'm I'm very far from whatever that goal is and i don't know how to get to where i want to be or maybe maybe you've been like well okay i i lost um 10 pounds already i have 10 more to go and i still want to get that six pack but that that's the part i'm struggling with like even if you've made a little bit of progress on your own and you're still struggling to kind of get to those, those next steps or to kind of get to that next level, I think that's when you need to be honest with yourself and, and say, hey, it's okay to pay for the help that I'm going to get. And know that a lot of the world's most successful people have coaches and multiple coaches, and sometimes they continuously are being coached and paying top dollar for it. Because the benefits that they gain, the information that they learn, the benefits that they gain, the network that they create, um, and the resources that come about out of having that that coaching service um, or being a part of that coaching program, it's it's giving them so much more. So even if you do spend three, five, ten thousand dollars, you know, whatever whatever suits you and your business and your budget, um, even if you spend that money, if you're spending it again on something that's quality and something that's of value, and hopefully you are picking. Um, you know, looking into a service provider who does have something valuable to offer. Um, So definitely do your your research and make sure that they're a good fit for you too, because it doesn't necessarily mean that maybe they aren't, um, what am I trying to say? It doesn't mean like, sorry, sorry, you're going to have to edit this, (laughs) this part now. Um, but you also want to make sure that you find a, a coach or a mentor who is just in alignment with you and mm-hmm. what your goals are. You know, there are so many people out there offering different services and they're great and they're talented, but maybe not everybody is for you and the type of business that you have and that you're trying to create. So I think it's definitely important to find somebody that you feel aligned with. But I think that you have to acknowledge that we all need help. 
and in on all aspects of our lives, we all need help and we all need to reach out for it. Yes, you can go on the internet and do a lot of Googling and get free help and free resources. But I think that you you it lacks direction. You find yourself looking at this thing and find yourself looking at that thing and researching this and researching that and trying to learn about sales and trying to learn about marketing and trying to learn about your website and trying to learn about your your blog and then, then Facebook ads. And you're doing it all kind of without this direction. So you may mm-hmm. join a, a coaching program or a mastermind that helps you with all of those things, but then there's structure to it. And you're just kind of relying on this one, this, this, this one avenue, this one resource, and they're giving you structure and they're guiding you through it. And then you also have people and they're with you to, to rely on and to network with and to bounce ideas off of. So I think, yeah, there's a lot of information out there. Yeah. I, I'm a big DIYer with a lot of things in my life too, but sometimes we do need that a more tailored approach and we need structure if we do want to elevate our businesses so that we can actually get more money. Cause that's what we're in business for. We want to earn money. We want to do lots of other things like, you know, help people or you know, make cool, fancy masks or create YouTube channels, but we want to make money too. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's why we're doing this. And so you have to keep in mind that, well, if you want to make money, you need to, you know, fine tune your business at some point. Once you get it started, once you get it going, or even once you have that idea, you need to fine tune everything. So reach out for that help. It's okay to pay for it as long mm-hmm. as you're in alignment with whoever the leader of that community is. And then take in all that information, get the, get the help that you need, and then watch your business grow. I'm someone who has, like I said, I've invested in, in lots of, um, you know, resources from coaching programs and even different courses on, you know, specific areas where I want help in. And they were always expensive. I was never happy about spending the money. I've always learned something, and that money has always come back to me many times over. Every That's single so time. That's so true. It's, you know, I had a business coach for a while who was fantastic. I loved her a lot, but it just became, um, uh, I had grown into a different path that I wanted to take. So I went to another business coach who was way more expensive, but she was way more specialized. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, like you still, even when you're in this space, you're still like, uh, this is, this is a big jump, but it, it has to it has to be the smart investment. And I think that, like you said, like doing research and making sure this is in alignment with you, ask questions, ask billions of questions. You know, this is, you should be investing in things that are working, that are going to work for you. And that's the segue into this question of when do you think, like, what are things to avoid when it comes to either investing in business or investing in life? Like, um, you know, something that comes to mind is just people just spending tons of money on things they never use or spending like investing in stocks or the stock market and having no research. Like how, how do you recommend people avoid that trap or get out of that trap? Yeah. So I think in terms of, that's a great question too, because it, it does relate to, to a lot of things. Um, in terms of your, your business, um, so, okay, for example, whenever I was looking for, for just more help, I wanted to be in a coaching program. And again, there are a ton of coaches out there. I was happy to sit through someone's hour long webinar and because, and I know it's a sales pitch. I know they're trying to sell to me, but I was trying to get a sense for who, get a feel of like who this person was. Do, do I feel like my, just my personality and who I am, do I feel like it clicks with them? The information that they're giving away to me for free, do I feel that this is even even valuable? Do I want to know more for that person? So I didn't 
just say, oh, hey, yeah, this is a cool Facebook ad. I'm going to sign up for your webinar and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to buy whatever you give to me. I, I spent a lot of time going through that process and being on people's email lists and reading their emails and learning more about them and following, following them on social media and seeing what they were doing and learning about their story and learning about their, their progress and and then, and also their process, and you know how they got to where to where they are, and um, so that was my way personally of doing research on the coaches that I was interested in, you know, purchasing services from. Is I just I wanted to spend more time with them. For me, one hour on a webinar wasn't enough for me to make a, a four or five figure investment. I wanted more time, and then that's when I made my decision to, you know, okay, I'm gonna you know, go ahead and book a call or, or whatever. But I, I eased my way into it and I didn't let myself be sold right away. I think sometimes, some people, um, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to spend money. And then sometimes we're like, that everything in that webinar sounds great. You're going to make me a millionaire tomorrow. Yes, here's my $10,000. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't, don't, don't be sold too, too quickly uh, if it doesn't make sense or if it's not right for you yet. So I also went into everything with a mindset of, I am not buying today. Like, I am not buying today. I am going to buy. And I, and I knew that I wanted to buy. And I also was honest about that. I want something, but I want to make sure it's for me um, before I do spend my money. And um, I eventually found, you know, a great coach and, I, you know, paid for it later. But I, I just, I wanted to do research and it was a great experience. I learned so much. She was fantastic. She was so great. And, um, but I wanted to ease my way into that. I didn't just want to, you know, sign up for the first coach who had a Facebook ad that I saw. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's okay to, um, click and to get on people's email lists and to kind of get into their communities in that way and learn a little bit more about them. But like I said, don't let yourself be sold too soon because you could fall into being with a coach who's great and who's talented, but maybe your goals and who you are just kind of really don't align with who they are and what they're doing. Um, because I've also had that happen to me before too. <laughs> um, and yeah, in terms of investing, like you, you, it's the same thing. Like it's, it's tough for me. So last week, I'll say this, I, last week I um, deposited $2,000 into my Robinhood account. There are a lot of other things that I'd rather do with my $2,000, but I had to say, <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of things that I can do today with my $2,000. Um, I probably need more than $2,000 to do all the things I want to do today. Um, but I had to say, okay, well, no, I'm going to, you know, put this $2,000 away and part ways with it. It sucks. It hurts a little bit, but... I'm going to part ways with it for a while. It's going to grow and become way more than 2000 later. You know, so you have to be willing to, you know, part ways with that lump sum of money now and know that in time, you know, whatever you gain from it is going to be so much better than whatever the value is or whatever it's worth today. And, um, but yeah, it is important to always, always research and always do your due diligence so that you don't end up being someone who's like, okay, well now, you know, I'm 20 grand into this and I've learned nothing or my business has not gone anywhere because that's happened to a lot of people. But I think that you can mitigate that and you can prevent that um, as long as you do a lot of your research because no one wants to make a big investment without knowing what they're getting into first. Right. Right. And I, I want to talk to you so much more about like money mindsets and abundance and things like that, but we're running out of time. So I'm going to direct people to talk to you yeah. because you are the master. So 
how can my listeners get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on my website, tangiseals.com, and um, through my Instagram. I, I love Instagram, and I love communicating with my community on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at tangiseals. And if you have a more in-depth question or you want to know more about me um, and something that I'm not sharing on my blog or anything like that, I get lots of pe- emails from people who are like, I want to see your budget or what, what have you invested in and blah, blah, blah. If you want to know more of those, you know, details and all of that. Um, feel free to just send me an email. Um, my email address is tangi at tangiseals.com. And let's talk about the ebook coming out. Yes. So I am finishing, putting the finishing touches on an ebook that's actually been shaped based on a lot of emails and DMs that I get from people about money and budgeting and investing and, and paying off debt. Um, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Like we said, there's a lot of information out there on it. And sometimes people just want to know where to get started. And you just kind of want a framework to follow while you're on that journey. And so I just pieced together everything from the emails that I got because I found myself giving the same responses to a lot of, you know, over and over again. And I'm like, okay, people want to know more about this. So I've put it all together and packaged it into an ebook that is easily digestible. It's not written in this fancy mumbo jumbo. I'm not talking about candles, sticks and charts and, you know, and you're not, you're not going to get any of that. We're not doing any like statistics and, and talking about, you know, finance and money. i on this, what feels like a college level. Um, I don't like to talk about money that way. And I, it's, it's very much just like for the regular person, the regular a, a new investor, or just the regular person who wants to become debt free and build wealth. You know, it's just me and you chatting and um, just giving you steps on how to go from being in debt to being financially free and sharing more information on my story and how was, how I was able to do that for myself. And we'll link to it in the show notes, absolutely. But can they get it on your website? Yes, it'll be available on my website and, again, through my Instagram. So, yes, you'll be able to find it. And, again, you can always reach out to me directly if you do have any questions or um, need more details. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Tanji. This was so helpful. Thank you so much. I really had a great time talking with you. I told you I'm a chatty Kathy, and (laughs) I had so, so much fun with you. Thank you, Megan. Thank you.